two weeks ago and then two weeks again and then two more weeks after to pay the rent. Mm -hmm. So like they're saving, saving. but it's all gone. It's yeah. all washed out because the they're taking a month and a half's worth of pay to pay to go back and pay the to pay the rent. Cause I know people right now that their rent is late. Mm. And then it's usually they pay it late. And the reason why they pay it late is because they don't have enough money. They're not making enough money to cover because, like you're saying, they want to get payday loans. They want to get loans. Robbing Peter to pay Robbing Paul. Robbing Peter to pay Paul to cover, mm -hmm. um, you know, the most important thing, shelter, a car. Mm -hmm. You're going to think about that before anything, right? Mm -hmm. And so what about what, mm -hmm. how do those people... Um, succeed like what well, what what advice do you have for them i would challenge them and invite them to sit down with me mm -hmm. um because they're already at a deficit mm -hmm. right so i would ask them to be authentic with what they make mm -hmm. from payday to payday but i would challenge them to be more authentic with their spending habits Okay. So I say that in the sense of if your rent is per se, let's just pull off a number 600. Mm -hmm. Are you taking a percentage of each, each paycheck? Are you spending the first six and then the second paycheck you're trying to pay your rent because there's a percentage that you can divide by your paychecks uh -huh. that you can put aside. So I would really invite them to sit down with me because we get behind because of our spending habits. Right. We get behind. So say I was, I, I started a job mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm trying to, um, and I'm living in section eight or I'm mm -hmm. living in assisted living housing. Mm -hmm. Okay. My rent is going to be based on a third of whatever it is that I make. So I would at that point with that first check that I submit, they're going to let me know what the increase is in my paycheck. So I'll say this again, the majority of people live out of one check and pay rent out of the other check. Yeah, right. What, so I, what go I was going to ask, I'm sorry. Um, what age do you take um, your students, as I may say, anyone that wants to take your credit repair class? Anybody. I would like to start as early as high school yeah. because a lot mm -hmm. of times when children go off to college, you know, the college is sitting there waiting on you saying, oh, just sign up for this loan. Mm -hmm. right. Just sign up for this loan. Mm -hmm. And usually the loan is four or 5000 over what you need for school. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people don't know and colleges won't tell you, and this is uh especially for single moms is you can get a full education without a scholarship because they have that type of programming in place. So do they tell you that? No, absolutely not. You know, so what you do um, when it comes to, there's no age limit in learning about money. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my first class, there was a lady in there that was retired. She was 67 years old. Mm-hmm. She gets a, a wonderful retirement check, right. but was living from paycheck to paycheck. She didn't have any extras because she told me when she got her paycheck, the last thing she thought about was paying bills. It was all about, oh, let me go buy this. She was an impulse spender. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you know, it's like if somebody called her and said, hey, there's a restaurant, Wisconsin Dells, let's go. She said, <laughs> She just took off and went. Right. <laughs> so, so most people, most people are like that. Like that because they're not mm-hmm. used to having money. So mm-hmm. if you're not mm-hmm. used to having money, then your intentions is to spend to make yourself feel good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When you get some money, because money makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you give people uh what should I say? Um like challenges to, like you said, challenges, but do you give them like, is there a a specific rule that has to apply to your program to where if you fall off track, okay, you're going to be disciplined like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, In order for you to stay in the program, because people need, believe it or not, if you don't have the strength to not, um, overspend or right. not do what you're supposed to do to pay your bills. That's providing shelter mm-hmm. and a car to get you around. If you're going against that, then it always has to be. If there's a you know a teacher, a coach in place, there has to be some type of discipline that will prevent them from falling off track. Right. Well, this is what I would say to that. I don't discipline them. Mm-hmm. I reward them. Oh, okay. okay. So I don't feel that it's my position to discipline you because if you don't do the work and if you don't discipline yourself, it's not going to work for you. Mm-hmm. So day one, I will tell you, if you're willing to do the work, the program will work for you. Okay. So I don't more or less discipline them or tell them what it is that they need to be doing. I suggest I show them in the raw, how, if you do this, you will get this result. Like with every choice that you make, there's going to be a consequence. Mm -hmm. Either it's going to be a good consequence or it's going to be a bad consequence. Now, once people identify to me that my problem is eating out, So I'll give them a challenge. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If you can't, if you don't eat out for the next two weeks and I'm not going to be dipping and trying to find out if you're eating out or not, you know what I'm saying? I really am expecting people to be honest because you're not lying to me. You're Mm -hmm. lying to yourself. So, you know, what I, what I try to do is if they can discipline themselves to not eat out for three weeks, then I take them out and I treat them. Okay. Nice. You know, so they can have that money that they were spending. I challenge them, the money that you think that you spend going out, put it in a jar, put it in an envelope, because now you truly can treat yourself. But if you have a problem where your lights are getting shut off Mm -hmm. because you can't stop eating out, that is not going to affect me. And I don't want to be the budget police. I just want to be able to let you know that if you're willing to do the work and discipline yourself, and that's with anything, then there will be a reward. I mean, I have, I give them the chance to make suggestions. What do you want to do? Do you want to go up to the Twin Cities? Mm -hmm. Now, our first class, um, Thrive 
was one of the speakers that we had. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he has, they have a program that's called an action team. They will give you a $250 credit card. Mm. And so you can spend that towards the goal of whatever you set. Okay. So that $250 card took the whole class out, those that did not eat out, you know, in three weeks to a nice dinner. Hmm. And that card could be used for anywhere. You just cannot buy alcohol when you reward them for that, which I think is more than fair. Mm -hmm. But again, I just try to teach people the skills and the tools so that they aren't living paycheck to paycheck, so that they aren't taking, you know, a whole paycheck, like you said, or they uh, did the payday loans and you're steady going backwards instead of forwards. Because again, you can save money with any amount of income, but what is it that you are willing to sacrifice? Right. What is it that you're willing to discipline yourself on? Again, you know, never to shame anybody. I think that that would be kind of shaming to say, well, you didn't do this, so I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. Whereas I will say to people that like to go out and drink instead of drinking at home, you can go to the bar and spend $15 or or $20, but you can go buy a bottle before drinks. You can go buy a bottle and have drinks (laughs) for a couple of days if that's, you know, if you're trying to save money. So my main thing is I encourage them to set a goal early on in the class because you know what that goal is. Mm -hmm. And then I will ask them, is this a goal that you think you can obtain? Mm -hmm. And they are either going to say yes or no. If they say no, Miss Kathy, then we're going to set that goal a little bit lower. I just want them to feel the, um, the, uh, I just want them to be proud of accomplishing a goal. I want them to feel how it feels to say, hey, I said it and I did it. Mm -hmm. So in terms of because I'm offering this for free, you know, I don't feel that me disciplining them would help the situation. The um, numbers for women, Uh there have been 51 women Uh out of the 2,500 that are on death row. Still, 51 women now. Right still, now. 51 women yes. waiting to be put to death? Yeah. Wow. I guess we have to come back later and tell you guys um, who those women are. Yes. But right. um, one woman I um, researched was Lisa Montgomery. Okay. And, and then, who? what does she do? Um, well, she is the only woman inmate, the first woman federally. Um, oh, she was federal? Yes. What did she I do? I don't know. How did she become federal? But she's okay. the first woman to be on death row and get um, executed. Wow. So she First woman ever? Yes. Okay. First woman. Okay. For the federal courts. And okay. she, they put um, lethal injection uh, January 13th, okay. 2021, this year. Oh, she just went mm-hmm. to death this mm-hmm. year? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. What, well, what? well, what she did was she befriended a lady. Uh-huh. On the internet. Okay. The lady sell dogs. Um, her name was, what is her name? Uh, Bobby Stinnett. Okay. So she was a young 23-year-old woman that, um, you know, would post her, you know, dog selling and stuff like that over the internet. Okay. And they, you know, would change words about puppies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So in the same time, while she's talking to her on the internet with 
her real name. Uh-huh. Here comes, um, she builds another email and account under the name of Darlene. Okay. Darlene Fisher. Okay. So Darlene Fisher, um, you know, talked to her over the internet and said, oh, I want to buy some puppies. Okay. So the lady's like, okay, you can come see my puppies on this day. So in December, what was it? In December sometime, she drove 175 miles to this woman's house. Wow. But in wait, let me backtrack. She did talk about pregnancy with, not Darlene, mm-hmm. with Lisa. Okay, so. So they talked about, oh, you're pregnant. She said, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant too. Lisa's pregnant too now. So they're talking. Okay. Oh, so they both are pregnant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're talking about pregnancy and dogs at the same time. Darlene becomes another person that she made up. Okay. To talk about the dogs and can she buy a dog. So Lisa Montgomery mm-hmm. drives 175 miles to this woman's home, knocks uh-huh. on the door, and just bombards her and take a rope and strangle her with a rope. And at the same time, she cuts her womb, the baby out the womb. Okay. Yes. Cut the baby out her stomach. Does the baby survive? The baby survives. Okay. She takes the baby home. Mm-hmm. Darlene, I think she bled to death. That's okay. Her. I mean, not Darlene. I'm sorry. Um, Bobby, she's bleeds to death. Okay. Okay. So there, the investigators backtracks trying to see what's going on. Okay. So the investigator calls Lisa. Okay. They finds her. That's the last person she talked to on the internet. Right. My IP address. Okay. So people, you busy talking to these strangers <laughs> online. Right. You doing all this meeting and greeting. You right. don't know who you're talking to on the other end of the computer right. be whoever you want to be online right yeah. and um it's it's sad it's a sad story because when the investigators finally went to lisa montgomery's house okay they see her holding a baby right and she's saying oh i just had a baby a couple days ago and whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop and so they busy asking her questions asking her questions and finally she gave in oh wow she right there to the crime Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So the baby was returned to the father. Okay. And um, was she, she married? Court. Not that I know of. No. Okay. So mm-hmm. just she's just having a baby, and she was a dog breeder. Mm-hmm. No. Who? Uh, the one that got killed. I'm not sure if she was married. They didn't say if she was married or not. But no, I'm saying she just was having a baby, and mm-hmm. then she was also her side job. Her job was a With dog the, breeder. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So she's selling a dog. She invites a woman to her home to purchase a dog. Yes. And the lady kills her mm-hmm. and takes her baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That calls for a death penalty. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That definitely yeah. calls for and death penalty. She was on death row from 2008 mm-hmm. to two until this year. this year. Oh, wow. So she tried to, you know say she's mentally ill okay. and stuff like that and try so she tried way, every way to get out every of every way to get out of the okay. death penalty which right. you know when you think of it she did probably have mental issues right Further, she you know, had to the drive do some that way. stuff like that i couldn't cut nobody's stomach open like you mm-mm. no way no. never no mm-mm. no that's gruesome. not at all and um so she was held uh, through that time in Texas. So okay. I was thinking about you the, at the medical ward in Texas. Okay. Yes. Like, That's where she was? Yeah. At Carswell? Uh, I don't know if it's Carswell. Yeah, it had to be. You said medical ward. Yeah. They said Texas <laughs> I know federal prison. It. Yeah. She was there <laughs> well, in the psychiatric bad. ward in medical. Well, I do. And um, they, uh, through the whole time she was on uh, suicide watch. 
Okay. And well, I didn't see her isolated. then. I wouldn't have you saw wouldn't her. You wouldn't have saw her. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. Because Suicide and um, Max mm-hmm. was in behind the FCI. Okay. So you have the camp. Mm-hmm. You know, nice, pretty camp. Used mm-hmm. to be a hotel. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it used to be a Super 8 hotel, motel. Okay. That's okay. so you're living in luxury over there. Wow. Right? They call it the kitty camp. Okay. Right? Do the, you know, sweet time over there. Uh-huh. And then um, with the fences, barbed wire fences, you had the medical facility. You had the max unit, which was behind the FCI unit. So mm. she probably was in the back max mm-hmm, unit. Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm assuming because mm-hmm. she was going on death row, right? Yes. Yeah, so she was maximum security. Only time they got any air came outside was when they was going over to the medical. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, chaperoned yes. by at least three guards. Really? Yeah, and they were handcuffed. Yeah, we saw, we used to see that. Yeah. Wow. To remind you, like, don't play with it. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. don't think it's, it's real. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's not, ain't nothing sweet back going on back there, right? Yeah. So yeah, the only mm-hmm. what was interesting is the only active federal uh, death chamber is in Terry Hut, Indiana. Oh wow! So they transport for, for everybody. For everybody. Yes, Whoa. that's the only active. So they would put women there yeah, in Terry Hut. Yeah, when it's time for when it was time for her to go to you no. Know, they flew her there or uh-huh. drove her within a week or maybe or so, and she died right there. Had her last meal there and died right there. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. What a thing. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine that, you know? I couldn't imagine being um, waiting on my death. Yeah, waiting. And then another thing, you have your her family, Lisa's family, that's mm-hmm. mourning her because she's getting put to death. They're trying to everything they can to, you know, right. have Figure her live out what? and just... Just do rest. Uh, just do the rest of her time, and die in jail on her own natural death or whatever. You know, give her life in prison. Right. So she had a younger sister that was four years younger than her. Okay. Four, and she was talking about how um, they were sex. She was sexually abused, and both who, got, who was when they were little. Lisa, Lisa, and her the sister, one, the one that did sister. the murder. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So she said, you know, reached out and talked about her life and her story and. Did she write a book or any or leave any words of why where her mindset was at the time she took the other woman's life? You know, I'm sure she did. Mm. Or she just wanted a baby that desperately that she would cut her stomach out and and you couldn't get pregnant on your own, maybe. Hey, look, let let me just clarify something about the Cares Act. Yeah, I'm home from federal prison. Mm-hmm. I did 17 years. I've been on home confinement for 10 months. So technically I've done 18 years and two months right. under the supervision of the Department of Justice, the, B- the Bureau of Prisons. Mm-hmm. But just real quick about the CARES Act. You know, I don't like to play politics and, you know, because they get in the Trump administration, the Biden administration, fix this, mm-hmm. fix that. You did this, you did that. Mm-hmm. And when you, you got to understand when it's politics, you're playing with real people's lives. Mm-hmm. People right. are being affected. My family, my kids, my grandkids. Mm-hmm. So I just want to just clarify something because a lot of people don't really understand what happened. Mm-hmm. Basically, when COVID-19 hit, mm-hmm. um, it affects institutions, prisons, nursing facilities, different places like that. Right. So what Congress did when all of y'all got y'all $1,200, that mm-hmm. first 1200 everybody <laughs> got, they put in a provision for a certain a, a federal prisoner who served 50 percent of his or her sentence mm-hmm. and who had a minimum risk to come back to prison. And you you couldn't be no violent, you couldn't be no have no sex crime. You exactly. had to be like a, you had to be like squeaky clean. Right. They don't even they screened us to like, I mean, listen, you can have nothing in your background. Okay. So what they what they did normally, under normal situation is, 
when you have 18 months or less, mm-hmm. you can go to home confinement. Okay. But due but due to COVID-19 in the CARES Act, they waive that provision. Mm. So it's a lot of stuff in the media. Trump did this, Trump did that. No, this is what it is. Because of COVID-19, they waive that 18 month or less provision. Okay. I got a 2032 release date. Whoa. So I got I got a, over a decade left. Okay. So they waive that provision. So once the emergency ends, the law is still on the books. Mm-hmm. And they want it's you to like, return. Huh? They're saying you return after all right, this is over. This, I mean, just under, just understand. There's no more. There's no more pandemic. Right. So when there's no more pandemic, there's no more waiver. Okay. When there's no more waiver, you got to enforce the law on the books. Wow. And that's what the that's what the Biden administration just came out recently and said. He said, hey, yeah, the, the Trump administration, they interpreted the law. Right. It's kind of like mm-hmm. speeding is illegal right now. Speeding is illegal. Right. right. So now if they wave it with speed, you can speed. And then all of a sudden they come back and say, well, after, you know, after this, this after this, oh, speed is going to be illegal again. Wow. So it's, it's kind of like we're over. We're, I'm, we're over a certain amount of time. Mm. But the problem is. We're out here getting jobs. Mm-hmm. We're out here getting real, you know, getting, we out here doing the right thing. So it's kind of like, you got to tell your employer, I got to go back to prison. You got to tell your kids, I got to go back to prison. Right. And a lot of people, mm-hmm. they're thinking we're home, but we're home. But you're not but home. Technically, we're not. Right. So, so and, uh, no, sorry. Go ahead. I'm going to wait. <laughs> they had the BOP director on Capitol Hill testifying. Okay. And, and he was like, hey, listen, I'm just enforcing the law. If y'all want to do something about it, change the law. Right. So Congress has to change the law, uh, or the president has to grant us clemency. So he can mm-hmm. they can fix it two kind of ways. Because when I got released, they didn't say I was coming back to prison. Right. Okay. They never told me that. <clears throat> it was like, hey man, and my case manager even told me, hey man, I think you one of the guys that's gonna make it. You know, yeah. I, I personally think you're gonna make it. So right you know so do you have to um being as though you're you're on home confinement now and do you have to report to a po or do you just report to the halfway house funny thing when i first got out they had it was like a protocol when you get out of prison you go to the halfway house Mm -hmm. then the probation department contact yep well the probation department contacted me say hey man listen your date is too far off. <laughs> I ain't going to interview you, man. I ain't got nothing to talk to you about. Oh, wow. I'm just, I'm just under the, I'm just under the halfway house. So okay. uh, I go okay. to the halfway house twice a month to report. Mm-hmm. I go twice a month. I do UAs twice mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's basically it. I, I got to put in passes once a week to go places, go to the doctor, go to the gym, go grocery shopping, go okay. to church. Okay. Uh, you know, so I'm supervised. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I'm definitely supervised. Mm. So do they? But do, before, uh, but before we get to all that, I wanted to tell you how I got to prison. Okay, yes, got yes. Phase, tell so. us how you got here. Okay. Yeah. So uh, in 2002, mm-hmm. myself and 19 others were indicted in a single count drug conspiracy out okay. of the Northern District of Texas. Mm-hmm. I was in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, like I said, me, my, myself, and 19 others. Mm-hmm. I want to say I had five women on my case. Uh, I was I was labeled the leader organizer or the, the they put me at number two on the case. OK, so and uh, I was offered like 25 to 27 years on a plea bargain mm-hmm. uh, due to some issues with my with my lawyer. He didn't explain it right. So I kind of I, I rejected the plea. I ended up going to trial. Where I got found guilty 
and I was looking at a 30 year to life sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, the guidelines were mandatory. So it was mandatory that I get 30 years. Wow. And oh. at the time, I wasn't even 30 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I ended up getting 33 years. Oh, wow. 33 years. This was in October 2003. Okay. Uh, you know, I fought my case. Uh, the guidelines have changed since I've been in prison. I'm under the 100 to 1 crack powder disparity. Uh, they've been cha- they got changed in 2010 to 18 to 1. Okay. okay. But my judge, my judge in Lubbock, Texas, refused to give it to me. When Congress, when Congress has changed its laws, mm-hmm. they kind of put it in the judge's discretion. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, uh, last June, last June I filed for it. Uh, okay. President Trump, the law changed in 2010. Obama changed the law in 2010, mm-hmm. but Obama did, didn't make it retroactive to people like me. Okay. He made it apply to people coming to prison from 2010 and, oh, and on. Wow. So what, what President Trump did, President Trump made it retroactive to people like me mm-hmm. that, so we could get out. Well, I filed for it. The government didn't oppose me. The government said, hey, yeah, he's eligible. Basically, we're leaving up to you, Judge. So in June of 2020, my judge denied me. He said I was a danger to the community. And my thing was, I was in for home confinement. I was just waiting on a date. And I was I was trying to explain to the judge, hey, listen, my custodian, the BOP, is about to put me in the community. Mm. You you knew me from 2003, 2002 and beyond. They mm. know me from 2003 to 2020. I've been in their custody. They know what kind of music I listen to from my MP3 player. They know what kind of phone calls I make, mm-hmm. what I talk to my kids about. Right. They know my, they know everything about me. Mm-hmm. So, but he, you know, at that judge's discretion. And uh, here I am today. I'm still on the 100 to 1. Uh, they were doing some stuff in Washington, D.C., lobbying to make it 1 to 1. So mm-hmm. hopefully I'm able to benefit from that. Okay. So okay. I, got, I got the 100 to 1 disparity. I got the threat of being returned to prison. Wow. But yeah, I got a lot going on, y'all. So what is your mental state right now exactly. with all this hanging over your head? How do you, I mean, how do you really feel? Mm. Man, I, you know, I'm encouraged. I'm, I'm a man of faith. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, Amen. first and foremost. Mm. I know that if if, 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 the, if the Lord kept me for 17 years, right. if I got to do this other decade, you know, that, you know, after doing, you know, in prison, once, once you get to used to, uh, it's kind of like life. Once you get used to just, Living a certain kind of way is what it is. Right. I mean, I can't cry about it. I got, I got to, t- I got to tough it up. Right. Because now I don't, I don't never, I don't never say I didn't do anything wrong. I don't never say I didn't break the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I, do I deserve more time than Manuel Noriega? No. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I'm at 18 years in county. And some mm-hmm. people that kill people don't do this much time. Right. No. They don't. Not at all. And basically, if I was in, if I was in federal prison right now, y'all, today is Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Today is Burger Day. I probably went to the chow hall ate some burgers and fries <laughs> i'd probably be right now i'd probably be asleep so i right. wake i wake up at five mm-hmm. in the morning i work out mm-hmm. i mean i would just be sitting around doing nothing right, right. Just wasting taxpayer money so mm-hmm. uh if i had to go back mm-hmm. i mean you, you know it's kind of hey you know so do you kinda, do you do you have your um I, what should i say your your uh motion 
um, explains out like how much and how important you've been to the community since you've been here. Like mm-hmm. you just, I'm, la- I'm, I'm laughing because you said, I remember from Burger Day, right? Okay. I'm cracking up because yeah. you know I know you exactly. You remember that. You know you know. <laughs> I remember, yeah. So I'm laughing. And I'm I'm saying I'm like wow you're right you would just be chilling in the in the room or you would be walking the track or you'd go right. and read in the library or you'd That's be it. walking around the unit mm-hmm. seeing who can make you laugh or right. if somebody's in a conversation at the phone booth or you know and the line for the phone or somebody's getting into it you avoiding that you know you be lining that and you going outside to smell the air a little bit like it's like it's not really a reason for you to even go back so therefore are you like you know, you know remember I told you how I found you my dude found you on TikTok okay so that's how I even knew Right. And so the great thing is that like you've, you know, you've spread your wings, you know, and you've been, you know, really humble, you know, Mm -hmm. from what we see, you know what I'm saying? So what are you developing? Like you said, when you, um, that was a good spill, what you said about, they know you BLP knows you from 2003. Right. Like the officers is like, you're not coming back. Mm-mm. Like they're just looking at you they like, look- and looking at your character from you being an adult. Now you would judge from the judge from you being a kid. You know what I'm saying? 19, a, 20, a, yeah. a young, you know, adult, a little bit. You weren't really an adult because, you know, mm-hmm. mentally you weren't, but yeah. you was just thinking that, right? Mm-hmm. So he's judging right. you from 2003 back. Right. So they're seeing you from 2003 up till now. And so I'm just saying, you know, my spirit is just saying that, um, you know, how they say, well, you better. um, What is it when you um, stay ready? So you ain't got to get ready. ready, Right. So (laughs) you got to remember. So you rewind what you just said. Yes. (laughs) No, seriously. So when they say. Like, what are you going to say? They call you up right now. Kendra Gay, uh, you get down here. We're going to have to. Why should we let you out? Why should we keep you home? Right. So these are like things that you got to keep programming, you know, daily, just mental health wise. Mm-hmm. So right. That, right. you know, man, I got them touching at the top, you know, way up in Minnesota. I might not even know nobody. Up right. There, you know, but I know these girls up there now and I know somebody yeah. over here on the East Coast, West Coast. You know what I'm saying? So you have. A community, a village of people that's, you mm-hmm. know, rooting for people like you to, um, you know, not even have to deal. Because I would not, man, just being in that halfway house was just so, you know, discombobulated for me. This being in there mm-hmm. for the six months. So you've been in there now 10 months, right? right. And so. No, well, listen, I came straight home. Man. I never went to the halfway house. I'm when saying I went to the dealing house, with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, my God. Just dealing with it. It's cool. Me. I mean, I've been blessed to have a good case management. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the main I mean, thing. Do you, are you wearing a bracelet thing. now or? Oh, yeah. Show the people how that look, how that bracelet look. <laughs> you know, hey, this, you this know, the box hey, you got to wear sometimes. You know I'm not dressed for this live. Right? Oh, Lord. No, no, Look, oh, I'm in okay. It's still a little big. Now, I thought they'd be smaller by now. Right. 
I'm in my house too. Don't yeah. cut it off like Madea did. <laughs> no, I ain't doing that. I definitely ain't doing that. It, it get to vibrating sometimes. I call him. Hey man, what's up? Uh-huh. Same, right? If don't nobody call, you don't worry about it. Hey, listen. You call it. I ain't gonna first. let y'all call right. me. I'm calling right. y'all first. That's right. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So what is what is um what how is your mom and your kids adapting to like what you gotta go you might have to go back like what what are they you know what are they what are the questions that you're getting from them mm-hmm. and then oh and then another thing how are you are you even able to even did 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 you have a lady to 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 run this stretch? You know, did you have right. a, you know somebody to run the stretch with you, <laughs> or how are you able to be like, well, hey, I might have to go back. You know, we can't even start a life. Like, how do you right. deal with that? Man, I, I see my daughter. My daughter, uh, my daughter with the praying hands. Uh, hey, I know that's uh, right, hey, honey. <laughs> first, uh, that's my daughter, Labria. First, yes, uh, we, man, gonna, was, we we praying for like your daddy 11. too to get up. Out she of was that. like eleven. She was like eleven when I left. You know, uh-huh. Twenty eight when I came home. But uh, first, my family, my family ain't trying to hear. They right. like, man, they don't, they don't believe it. In they mind, I'm home. I'm home to stay. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So and they, they just, they just. When I be trying to explain it to them, they're like, man, you here? What you talking about? You got to go back. They ain't, you know, so I just, hey, you know, I ain't worried about it. Right. Uh, you know, I believe that we're going to be home. I believe everything going to work out. Sure. I'm, I'm hopeful. Right. Like I'm a man of faith. Mm-hmm. I believe it's going to work out. Uh, now, as far as a woman. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> hey, y'all. Y'all sound like my TikTok. When I be on TikTok, that's all they want to know. They be like, hey, man, what's your relationship status? What's uh-huh. your uh Right. So, Nosey, uh, no, look, we're sticking our nose right. Well, we were talking about right. late relationships last week, so that's why we yeah. brought it up. Yeah, he you missed know. that part. He, yeah, you got to go back and look at it. <laughs> well, listen. Well, listen. I was I was married before I went to prison. Mm-hmm. I got divorced when I was in prison. Okay. You know, I'm doing I'm doing 29 calendars. Right. You know, I go to prison in 2003. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to come home in 2032. So wow. I'm not really gonna ask nobody to wait. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm not one of those type of people. But it's cordial. Mm-hmm. We're still the best of friends. There's no animosity. Mm-hmm. You know, it just happened. I was able to come home after 17 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I was always able to see my kids. I always okay. had to communicate with my kids. So I mean, it just, you know, it's one of the things. You know, I tell people, you know, listen, you can't. You know, you 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 want to be tough on the street. You want to be the man. You want to be this. Mm-hmm. And when 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 the consequences come, oh, right, be ready yeah, for can, it. You know, right. everybody ain't taking their lick. That's mm-hmm. another thing. No, everybody they not. ain't taking their lick. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Yeah, so everybody, trust me, them dudes that's tough, them dudes that that look good. <laughs> when the pressure get on, they, they rapping and tapping. <laughs> what? <laughs> do 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 doing a dance. Hey, hey, in federal prison, right? Mm-hmm. They like watching that first forty eight, mm. and I'm like. I've been drinking some coffee too, y'all. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sweating. <laughs> hey, I'm watching. I'm watching. The, they watch. They love the first forty-eight, and I'm like, man, y'all know these dudes be telling before they tell them. They telling the police. They ain't even telling the the prosecutor who could help them. They telling the police, <laughs> right? But they love it. They love it in federal prison. I say, man, you know what? Man, let me know who I'm around, man. Right. I'm gonna meet people I'm around, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> they love that show, right? 